Hello everybody, Josh here from the Average Joe's Podcast. This is a special episode. It's going to be a quick one, maybe 20-25 minutes, and I'm here to preview Super Bowl 57, kicking off today, February 12th, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and I am actually in my car recording this, on my way to Tiberio's Pizza in Wilkes-Barre to get some pan-fried Sicilian and some boneless bites, and shameless plug here, no affiliation with the show, but if you're looking to get some good eats for the Super Bowl or any occasion for that matter, I gotta recommend Tiberio's Pizza, their pan-fried Sicilian is second to none in this area. So let's get right into it. Super Bowl 57 kicks off at 6.30, about an hour and a half from now, it's about 5 p.m. Eastern time at the moment. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. And when you look at this matchup, I guess I have to start with the fact that most people probably aren't surprised that these are the two teams facing off in the Super Bowl. I mean, let's face it, when you take the beginning of the season, a lot of people were picking the Chiefs, the Bills. Um, I know I picked the Vikings kind of for sentimental reasons, but all the national media guys were on the Philadelphia Eagles. And I got to be honest, guys, I was not buying in. Um, I'm thinking second-year coach Nick Sirianni, very arrogant guy, uh, confident, obviously uh, well-deserved. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, big uh, pivotal year for him to prove that he's worth the $40, $50 million contract that he's seemingly going to get here soon. Um, I wasn't buying into the national pundits that were saying uh, basically that Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni were the team to beat in the NFL. And to be completely honest with you, I, I don't know that uh, towards the end of the season especially they proved me wrong. I was skeptical of the Philadelphia Eagles heading into the playoffs, to be honest with you. And the reason is because, you know, they lost to Dallas on Christmas Eve. That was kind of expected, I think, because of Gardner Minshew playing, division rival. Cowboys had more to play for. But then they followed it up with a loss at home to the New Orleans Saints. And I'm thinking, man, this is the number one seed heading into the NFC playoffs. If I was an Eagle fan, I think I'd be concerned. Now, to be fair, they plowed through the NFC playoffs, never really had to play a close game. But I will say, uh, to that end, you know, the quarterbacks that they played, Daniel Jones, Brock Purdy for maybe a quarter, and then Josh Johnson, and then essentially Christian McCaffrey against San Francisco, um, the Eagles really haven't been tested since that Dallas game on Christmas Eve, uh, coming from a quarterback standpoint. So I might be a little biased when I talk like that, but I'll be completely honest with you guys. Um, this is by far the best quarterback that they will have faced all season, and it's been the best quarterback easily that they've faced in the last few weeks. Um, I'll give my prediction in a few minutes here, but just to kind of break this matchup down a little bit, of course, the storyline is Andy Reid facing his old team where he got his start in Philadelphia, led him to you know five straight NFC Championship games, led him to a Super Bowl that they lost to New England Patriots. Um, but Andy Reid has always been a great coach in this league, and honestly, once he left Philadelphia, has been one of my personal favorite coaches in the National Football League. And so, he's an easy guy to root for. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Think about this career that he's had, where his worst season in his first six years as starter has been a loss in the AFC Championship game, which has happened several times. But you know, Patrick Mahomes is in the position now where he's now in his third Super Bowl. And he's got an opportunity to win his second. But I've been saying all week, I think one of the problems, one of the storylines that could possibly come out of this game is if Patrick Mahomes loses this, you know, this will be his uh, third 
Super Bowl, as I mentioned, second loss. They lost to Tampa Bay a few years ago, so and that was a pretty bad loss, actually. The offensive line couldn't hold up. Tampa Bay defense feasted, and at the end of the day, the Chiefs really didn't have a chance. They couldn't score points. And so, you know, this would be Patrick's second loss, and, you know, a lot of people are talking about him as being a, a first ballot Hall of Famer already six years in, you know, creeping up there with Tom Brady with these Super Bowl appearances and the success he's had. Um, and I get that, but I think it's a little premature. Now, if he wins this game, I think that legacy is a little more cemented. But if he loses this Super Bowl, you know, the talk is going to start about Patrick Mahomes in the big game as he would then be one and two if they were to lose this football game. Um, spoiler alert, I don't think they're going to. I'll give my score later on. But I, I will say that the Chiefs, I think, pull this one out. But I think it's going to be a very close game. And, you know, I think that's what a lot of people expect when it comes to the Super Bowl. They expect a good close game. You got two of the best teams in the league duking it out for the championship. And, you know, to, to be fair, I don't know that a lot of people um, experience blowouts in Super Bowls as often as you would think. Now, like I mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay Kansas City Super Bowl from a few years back that one was certainly a blowout but at the end of the day you don't see that often usually it comes down to a couple possessions there at the end and you know the team with the ball last and the best quarterback is usually going to pull it off so you know I think this game does come down to the final possession maybe the final minute maybe there's a field goal at the very end as time expires maybe it goes to overtime you know just like New England and uh, White capped off a you know prolific comeback for the Patriots down 28-3 of course infamously but um, again I, I think when you look at this matchup this is probably something that doesn't surprise many people these were the two best teams for the most part all season and I saw an interesting stat earlier today that surprised me about Kansas City and of course as we know they lost Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins this offseason but the statistic that I saw was that the Chiefs are actually averaging more points per game more yards per game and more big plays, uh, 20 plus yard plays than they did last year with Tyreek Hill. And, you know, they kind of replaced him with some guys that you would consider maybe like second or third options as far as Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith Schuster. Obviously, you still have Travis Kelsey, but I really think the big difference for the Kansas City offense has been Isaiah Pacheco. This was a guy out of Rutgers that I don't think anybody predicted would have an impact on this offense. And yet here we are heading into the Super Bowl and, you know, no talk about Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, they've had their moments, but Isaiah Pacheco is the guy that a lot of teams are looking at and saying, we got to stop that man on offense, especially as it pertains to the Kansas City run game. And outside of that, I'm really looking forward to two really good pass rushers in this game, one on each side. Chris Jones, obviously, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And believe it or not, and this is another statistic that surprised me that I saw earlier today, it's a long shot, but with three sacks, Frank Clark of Michigan, now of the Kansas City Chiefs, could end up becoming the leading sacker in uh, playoff history. And that kind of caught me by surprise, but he only needs three sacks to accomplish that feat. Uh, and so we'll see what happens there. But He's one I'm looking forward to, Chris Jones in particular, and then on the other side, on the Philadelphia side, Brandon Graham, another Michigan guy. You can kind of sense a little bit of theme here with these Michigan guys. Um, those are two pass rushers that I'm really looking forward to seeing play. Um, both offensive lines are going to have their hands full for sure on the Kansas City side of the ball. In addition to those two guys you just mentioned, you know, Nick Bolton flies around. Seems like the Chiefs are going to get some of their banged up guys back. 
as far as Legarius Sneed and some of those other players. But, you know, ultimately those pass rushers are really going to put a lot of stress on these offensive lines, which, you know, both teams have a good one. Don't get me wrong. You know, Lane Johnson's, Joe Thunies of the world, those types of guys. But at the end of the day, these pass rushers could really wreck this game for either team. So that's a matchup that I'll have my eye on. And then, of course, you've got two of the better tight ends in the league on each side with Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard. So a lot of good players on both sides. Obviously, no surprise. In games like this where I feel like it's very evenly matched, and this was a tough game to pick, I kind of have to lean towards who's got the better quarterback, who's got the better signal caller. And I think without a doubt, considering he's already got one Super Bowl and he's going to his third, Patrick Mahomes has the edge over Jalen Hurts. Um, I think the Eagles are going to be in some serious trouble when they have to pay Jalen Hurts here in a few years. That $40, $50 million contract that he's going to command is going to put a lot of strain on Howie Roseman and the guys at, in, in the Philadelphia front office to do a good creative job of creating cap space because, you know, they gave A.J. Brown a big deal when they traded for him uh, before the draft. Um, Dallas Goddard got paid. You know, there's some cap casualties that I'm sure will come in terms of, like, maybe Fred Fletcher Cox. Uh, uh, Jason Kelsey has flirted with retirement here over the last few years, so he could come off the books. But paying Jalen Hurts all that money is really going to come at a cost of price when it comes to surrounding him with talent. And so... Uh, at the end of the day, I think I have to go with the quarterback that has the more experience, has the more proven success, and obviously that's um, Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt. So um, my prediction is 37-34 Kansas City. I think Patrick Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl. He gets Andy Reid his second Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs will, you know, cement their legacy for all intents and purposes. I mean, this is really a dynasty that we're kind of watching here with the Chiefs, to be honest with you. They've really ruled the NFC. They've had some struggles with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, it took a, a wild game last year to get past Buffalo. But, I mean, really, when you think of it, they have been the cream of the crop for all intents and purposes in the AFC, essentially, being there in the mix every single year. As I mentioned earlier, AFC Championship game every single year for Patrick Mahomes and, and third Super Bowl. So, you know, I think Kansas City pulls this off. Um, I, I think for the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they have a very good chance to win this game. Don't get me wrong. It pains me to say that, obviously, being a Cowboys fan. But, you know, I have to admit and I have to be honest the Philadelphia Eagles do have a legitimate shot to go and win this game. Um, I think the problem, though, is going to be uh, if they get down early, can they play in a shootout? Because we know they like to run the ball. We know Jalen Hurts is a, is a prolific scrambler when it comes to quarterbacks uh, pulling it down and running it. So, so that will add a little bit of a wrinkle to it. But, you know, I, I have to go with the season. And let's not forget, too, both of these quarterbacks are coming in with injuries. You know, Patrick Mahomes, I doubt, is fully healed with that high ankle sprain. I'd be shocked if he's anywhere near 100% just yet. That's a, an injury that tends to linger pretty pretty wildly. And, and then as far as, um, you know, Jalen Hurts goes, obviously dealing with the shoulder injury that he suffered in, in the Chicago game a few weeks back. So both of these quarterbacks are banged up. We'll have to see what happens there. But I think at the end of the day, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to pull this out 37-34. I'd be remiss if I didn't discuss the Daytona 500, which of course is a week today. It's next Sunday. Obviously, the Average Joe's podcast is very uh, oriented in the NASCAR field, and, and we'll focus more on that certainly coming up here with our show in April when we go over the mock draft and stuff. We'll talk about a recap of the NASCAR season. 
but you've got Daytona coming up next weekend. So you got the duels and you got qualifying this week. Um, and then the Sunday, you know, great American race, the NASCAR season kicks their season off with the Super Bowl, so to speak, where, where the NFL ends with it. NASCAR kicks it off with their biggest race. And so when I look at this Daytona 500, you know, it's always a crapshoot. When we talk about Daytona, Talladega, and now Atlanta to an extent, road courses particularly, uh, these are tracks where anything could happen. Anybody could win. The underdogs are sometimes the, the people to watch out for because they're hungry. They know they could win the race. Um, they know that they could do all these things. And so part of me wants to go with somebody that really hasn't won a ton of races, runs well at restrictor plates, has that tendency to be hungry for wins. Um, and when I look at this year's field, you know, there's some there's some big storylines. You've got Jimmy Johnson coming back and doing a few races, including this 500 next Sunday. You've got uh, A.J. Allmendinger racing full-time in the Cup Series back again since his days with the Doherty car in the 47. And so, you know, this upcoming NASCAR season should be an interesting one. It's the second year of the, of the next-gen car. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if some of the changes that were made in the offseason will pay off, whether it's driver changes, crew chief changes, changes to the car to make it safer. We know we had a lot of concussions last year with certain guys. And it's going to be surely interesting to see how this all pans out. And I mentioned on our podcast a few weeks ago when we previewed the NFL playoffs that my pick to win the championship was Tyler Reddick, who's now, of course, driving for 23XI. Um Another guy that I have my eye on, and he's actually going to be my pick to win this race next Sunday, is going to be Eric Jones in that 43 car. He's got a win at Daytona. It wasn't the 500, of course. It was the Coke 400 there in the in the when it used to be in July. But, you know, he won Darlington last year. He's driving that 43 car for Legacy Motorsports that, you know, brought Jimmy Johnson on board. And I think that may be a very underlooked move that can add some, some real talent to that race team more than just you know the driver itself but the feedback jimmy's able to give and things like that so my pick to win this year's daytona 500 is eric jones and i don't think that's a, a huge stretch i think eric runs really well at the plate tracks i think he's uh i think he's going to make the playoffs this year so i think he punches his ticket actually next sunday with that 500 win and you know eric jones has always been a guy that i've been able to root for a blue collar guy lost his dad a few years ago unfortunately but uh he he's an easy guy to root for he's not the type of guy that's arrogant he doesn't really mix it up with guys a lot unless they're giving it to him so he's my pick to win the 500 next sunday um obviously we'll all be watching that race and seeing how it all pans out but it's it's really a wild card you got kyle bush driving the eight car for richard childress now so that's going to be an interesting move for the first time in forever kyle's no longer with gibbs and he's going to run a bunch of xfinity races too again this year so we'll see how how that all uh plays out with colleague but um yeah it should be an interesting nascar season i'm looking forward to it for sure going to take a little break from football but don't forget the average joes are going to be back in the studio um, I believe we're going to have James West on again. We're also going to have Elijah Craig in the studio with us as well. They're going to check us out, and they're going to be on our podcast. We're going to do a mock draft. We're going to go through the entire first round. We're going to talk maybe some Super Bowl recap. We're going to preview the NASCAR races up to that point. Um, don't forget, you've got the Bristol Dirt Race on Easter weekend once again. So it's a jam-packed show that we'll have for you guys in April. I just wanted to jump on real quick here, touch base with everybody, give my quick Super Bowl prediction. Obviously, there's no way in hell I'm rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles today. It's just not going to happen. Um, 
as far as my Cowboys go, for all you Cowboy fans out there, I know there's a lot of you, but, uh, you know, essentially very excited to have Dan Quinn back, excited to see Dak Prescott win um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, fully deserved there with his, uh, you know, mental health and suicide prevention stuff that he's been doing after losing his mother to cancer and his brother to suicide, and I'm really proud of him to uh, grow and continue to, to uh, have that uh foundation up and running and, and doing good things in the community so Dak well deserved on the Walter Payton man of the year award um, as far as you know the 49er game goes I'm going to sit here and tell you guys I have questions at this point you know I've been a Dak supporter for a while now I have some serious questions in my head about whether or not this is the guy to lead this team forward as we head into 2023 and beyond. They've changed offensive coordinators. It's now gonna be Brian Schottenheimer. Kellen Moore goes to the Chargers. And so I have some serious questions about whether or not Dak Prescott is the guy to take this team to the Super Bowl. The one thing that I will say, and I'll, I'll kind of end with this. I have to go in and get my food here. Um, Dak and the Cowboys have made progress. So if you go back to 2020, the COVID crazy year, Mike McCarthy's first season, they missed the playoffs crazy season. Dak gets hurt. Andy Dalton plays. Uh, ben DiNucci starts in Philadelphia. Crazy season. Kind of a wash. The following season, last year, they win 12 games. They go to the playoffs. They lose in the wild card round to San Francisco. Now, granted, they lost again to San Francisco, but this time it was in the divisional round. They knocked out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wild card at Tampa, which I thought was an impressive win. Maybe one of the best games Dak Prescott has ever played. And so the one thing I see missed in all this, you know, everybody likes to jump on the Cowboys, pile on with their memes and all that nonsense. Um, but at the end of the day, the Cowboys made progress. They 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 went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tom Brady, won that game. They they made it to the divisional round and granted, like I said, lost to San Francisco. But ultimately, what ended up happening was they progressed. And so now that second jump needs to happen, and that would be the NFC Championship game or, dare I say, even the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy is going to take over to play calling, supposedly. We'll see how that works out. And so um, I do think the Cowboys need to seriously consider a quarterback in this upcoming draft at some point, maybe a developmental type of guy. Did some mock drafts earlier. It looks like maybe a Hendon Hooker could be there uh, at some point there. Uh, there's a kid from Houston. His name escapes me at the moment, but I'm sure we'll bring it up on the mock draft. That third or fourth round guy could be available. So we're not talking early first, second round guy, but I think there's a guy they could possibly add and stash for a developmental type of deal later on and uh, see where that possibly goes. But again, I think Dak is raising some serious doubts among Cowboy fans, including myself, who I've supported him for so long. I think we're at the point now where we need to question whether or not he's the guy to take us forward into the Super Bowl. But well-deserved on the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, I hope that he progresses and, and continues to grow as a quarterback and a person and all those things. But we'll see what happens. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, like I said, to Berrios and Wilkes-Barre if you're looking for some good pan-fried Sicilian. Um, tune in to the Average Joe's podcast probably around mid-April. We're going to do a mock draft episode. We'll have that up for you guys to check out before you listen to the draft this year. And uh, take care, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Remember, Kansas City 37, Philadelphia 34 is my prediction. And Eric Jones wins the Daytona 500 this year. Tyler Reddick is your NASCAR champion of 2023. And I look forward to seeing you guys in April for our mock draft. Peace out.